Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the podcast. I am Chris Graham, joined today by Rod Mullins. We're going to talk NASCAR and a little bit of NHRA as the show winds up. Uh, we're going to f- talk first about Homestead. Kyle Larson wins at Homestead, non-playoff driver, at least non this round playoff driver. Kyle Larson made the playoffs earlier on, but was eliminated uh, in the round of 12. But he won the Dixie Vodka 400 NASCAR Cup Series race uh, this past weekend. And what that means uh, for the championship four is we still have three spots open as the series moves to Martinsville. And Rod, um, uh, what about what about the race? Uh, Kyle Larson with the win. Uh, you know, talk about his race and, and and how the championship contenders fared as well. Well, it was a dominating race by Kyle Larson. Can't say enough about it. Two hundred and some laps. I think one ninety nine out of the uh, 260 laps and uh, just a dominant uh, performance by him. And then, you know, Ross Chastain was in that as well. He was in there almost to the end before Larson just kind of started pulling away a little bit more each time. And, you know, it was a different groove at this racetrack. They just weren't used to this kind of groove. It was a little bit different from, from what they had been used to. And so um, some of the drivers were spending a lot of time up on the high side of the track they were coming in contact with the wall, rubbing the wall and, you know, hitting, coming back off the track and so forth. But Kyle Larson just kind of stayed in there. He kind of stayed the course and kind of kept things going the way that they were, you know, that they had proceeded up until that point. And he went on to the, you know, a big win. At least he thinks it's a big win for himself because this is a team that feels like that they should have been in the playoffs, but they got knocked out because of a lot of bad luck along the way. But at the same time, Ross Chastain, he's fighting for that spot in there. Chase, uh, Chase Elliott's fighting for a spot in there as well. Joey Logano's the only one that's locked up in there. And, you know, um, it's pretty much do or die right now for some of these drivers uh, going into Martinsville, and that's going to be the deciding factor this coming weekend. Yeah, you mentioned Chastain. He finished second, uh, 1.261 seconds behind. Uh, oh, oh, he and uh, Hamlin were the only ones in the top 10 right. from the playoff field. Right. And then Christopher Bell was 11th, uh, William Byron 12th, Chase Elliott 14th, Ryan Blaney 17th, Logano, who's already shown his way up uh, into mm-hmm. that uh, championship four, was 18th. And then Chase Briscoe uh, finished last uh, after yep. making contact with the wall on lap 160. So um, he's certainly that last place finish when there's only three races in a round. Yep. Well, you can't afford that. You, you, you can't afford a, a little mistake that uh, can knock you back in the back of the field like that. Yeah, and Briscoe found out. I mean, he's he's a young driver. He found out that that heartache uh, can happen in any form, in any fashion, when you get to a racetrack, and that's what ended up happening to him on Sunday there at uh, Homestead. Um, you know, Ryan Blaney. Uh, it just I don't know. I can't I can't make it out about this about this Penske team. I mean, Logano's been in there running. Logano's not really pushing it right now. He's got that, like you said, he's got that place sewn up and locked in for that trip uh, all the way into Phoenix and stuff. So he doesn't really have to worry too much about it. But then along the lines, you've got things to worry about with other drivers. And Chastain is definitely showing what he's capable of at this point. Hamlin kind of comes to life in this race a little bit. And uh, then we kind of, like I said, see Ryan Blaney kind of just fade off. You know, it's kind of looking like it's going to be over that, you know, for that uh, William Byron, same way. William Byron was uh, racing good there for a while. He made it into the chase or made it into the playoffs. And and then it's just kind of been lackluster here. It's just not been the same for this Hendrick Motorsports team. 
So Chase Elliott's the only one right now that's carrying the banner so far for Hendrick Motorsports. You got Chastain that's carrying the banner for Trackhouse Racing. And then you got Denny Hamlin in there. And then, last but not least, you've got Joey Logano fighting there for Team Penske and Ford. So we're kind of evenly spread across the manufacturers, so to speak. Kyle Larson said, though, after the race that he really, you know, the race was a win for him. He, you know, no doubt about that. But he said, I'm racing for a championship and I'm racing for a race, a championship of a different kind. I'm racing for the manufacturer's championship and you know, Chevrolet at this point, they've got the, the edge on everybody else. And the more wins they get, the better off they're going to be when they come, you know, playoff time, the everything finishes up and they have the big NASCAR awards night and all the money is distributed. It's going to be a big deal. So that's what he was pushing for. I think more than anything. So Logano, we know, is in the championship for Chastain. As it stands right now, Chastain, Elliott, Byron on the on the right side of the cut line, and then in fifth place, Hamlin did himself some good the other the other yeah. day, finishing seventh. He he moves up to fifth. Um, he's five points back. Blaney's eighteen points back. Bell's thirty three, and Briscoe with that last you know the thirty sixth place finish. He's he's forty four back now. Pretty much must win he's for him. Done. Yeah, he's pretty much it. done. Yeah. Is the way I look at yeah, he's got, it. He's, he's done. He's got to win. Yeah. And now they're going to Martinsville, and Byron uh, won Martinsville earlier this season. So mm-hmm. you know he's he's sitting there in fourth. He's he's on the right side of the cut line, but he's right on that cut line. Uh, you know he's he's got success at his track. Um, what else can we say about uh, you know the champion the, the the field trying to get into the championship for and how how they may run this weekend in Martinsville. Well, let's say this. Hendrick always treats Martinsville as though it's a rallying cry, especially for the time that they need it uh, going into the playoffs because, you know, that was the site of probably their the biggest unfortunate accident that ever took place, and that was uh, Ricky Hendrick Jr. and a bunch of other people were killed on a plane crash uh, there short of the airport, and they use that as a rallying cry. Every time they come to Martinsville, if they've got somebody in contention here, they say, you know, this is what Ricky, you know, where Ricky should have been right now. Ricky should have been racing in this position, not one of the other drivers. And so they're kind of using that as the, like I said, the rallying cry for this. And they always do well when they're at Martinsville. I, you know, very seldom have I seen a Hendrick team uh, do really bad there unless Denny Hamlin taps them and spins them around like he did Chase Elliott here a couple of years ago and earned the ire of the fans all through the sport. But, um, yeah, I've got to kind of give an edge to Byron. You know, Byron has been driving. He likes short tracks, too. He usually does well at a short track, and Martinsville's just one of those tracks that that he loves. It's close proximity from where they're at. It's not very far from coming up from Charlotte going up and getting there to Martinsville. So they kind of consider that a little bit of a homecoming race to them. But, uh, you know, Joey Logano's race there too. Joey Logano cut his teeth on short track racing. Uh, so that's going to be a, an edge there for Joey Logano. He's, he's wanting to just go and kind of pad that lead a little bit more and just make sure he's, he's secure, but I don't think he's going to go for the win as much. He'd like to have it, but I don't think he'll, he'll go for it very tough. I think it's going to be a Denny Hamlin type of race of where Denny Hamlin's going to have to step up in this one and hopefully perform well and knock somebody like Byron out uh, where he has a chance to uh, get on that right side of the uh, of the point standings and change the outlook of what it's going to be going into the final race at Phoenix. But uh, it's anybody's guess right now at this point. I mean, somebody could come up 
Um, you've started hearing about some of these other drivers. Eric Jones would be a good choice at maybe a short track. He's had some great performances at some of the super speedways this year, but you know, he likes short track racing as well. Um, I don't know. It's, it's anybody's guess right now at this point. So we'll just have to wait and see, but I kind of have to go along with you on this when William Byron winning and in April, when he went there for the race, uh, he'd like nothing more than to get a sweep of the Martinsville races this season. Let's do some NHRA news, and it involves a NASCAR Hall of Famer, Tony Stewart, who's going to make his drag racing debut this weekend at the NHRA Nevada Nationals at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Now, he's going to compete for McPhillips Racing in a t- top alcohol dragster. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I'm reading here, that's uh, the second-tier uh, series uh, in NHRA, but uh what do you think here rod about tony stewart now i mean we know smoke likes to you know he'll, he'll do anything he races he'll, he'll, he's yeah. raced uh, uh dirt tracks he's he's done all kinds of things uh over his career but now he's he's going to get behind a, the wheel of a, a dragster hey, more power to him uh, you know if he if he enjoys this and this is what he wants to do more power to him i think he He's probably in a very good position. It probably gives him a little bit more experience on the Tony Stewart racing team when it comes to Matt Hagen and also his wife. It's on that race team that he has uh, now currently in the NHRA. I mean, I think it's great. I think it's great that he's kind of getting himself involved into it a little bit more. He's been immersed into the uh, into the drag racing thing uh, most of this season because he made some big moves, and uh, the big moves were that Pretty much Don Schumacher racing kind of came apart at the end of last year. And then here it was, Tony Stewart has stepped in and now he's got Matt Hagen, who's from Blacksburg from right around the Blacksburg area. He's got him in there. And like I said, he's got his wife and then, you know, he's, he's looking to make some, making some moves and who knows, we may even see him participate on a regular basis in NHRA and it's a different world. It's a completely different world than what NASCAR is. Uh, more fan-based, uh, that's something he's going to probably have to overcome because I know at different times he's kind of been standoffish maybe with some of the uh, the fans, at least what he was in NASCAR. He's going to have to overcome some of those things. But I think it's a, a great shot for him to be able to get some experience and more power to him. You kind of scared me at first when you mentioned this because I hadn't seen any of the latest headlines before we went on to record because I was kind of scared that he's going to pull out a NASCAR. He's already mad at NASCAR for some of the fines that his drivers have gotten. And there is supposedly some question marks on whether who's going to, who's going to fill a possible seat for the future that he and Gene Haas are at odds about who's going to fill one of the seats for the future at Stuart Haas racing. That might mean the possibility of that team just breaking up completely. Who knows? Um, Tony Stewart might end up going with somebody else. And there's even the rumor that Tony Stewart may be, uh, being courted by Dodge right now for the possibility of coming back into the NASCAR series, who knows? And if Ford loses them, um, that's going to be a big step. That's going to be a a big chunk out of, uh, a lot of motorsports development because Penske has been getting the majority of it, uh, the way that they've been performing out on the track, Roush used to get a lot of it. But, um, you know, sad to say, RFK racing is not the Roush Fenway racing that uh, we have you know, come to know here in the last several years. I don't know whether you caught this or not. Did you hear about Mark Martin at Las Vegas? No. And he had the, uh, he had the old uh, Valvoline car, the number six Valvoline car, and he drove it around on parade lap. And he made it known on Twitter. He went back, and if you go back and check this, you'll probably see it. 
Um, he loved the fans being at Las Vegas and uh, getting the attention he got out of it. But not one member of Roush Fenway Racing or Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing came to him to talk to him and say, hi, how you doing? And Mark Martin's feeling a little bit personal about it. I mean, this is the team that he made his fortune with or his money with. And uh, that was the team, the primary banner team that was running at one time in NASCAR back in the 90s and through the 2000s and into the uh, teens, 20 teens. And so, yeah, um, that's a that's a kind of a big slap in the face right there for Mark Martin. And it kind of tells you where these teams are going much different directions than them, than what a lot of the older drivers um, care to take a look at anymore. Well, and, and it's, it's a sign of, you know, maybe the contemporary teams and, and drivers and, and crew not uh, paying homage to those who, who laid down the foundation, you know, right. I mean, Martin, Mark, Mark Martin's one of those guys that uh, yeah, for, for a number of years was a guy that, uh, you know, the, the guys of that generation didn't make the money these guys are making now either. Um, no. But they're the ones who who help the sport get to the level that it is now. And you'd like to see them get a little bit of appreciation. Yeah, you would. And I mean, you know, that's the ones like, you know, we're talking the Rusty Wallace's also in there. Rusty Wallace, Alan Kowicki, Mark Martin, and a bunch of other drivers at one point were in the old ASA series, the American Speed Association. And they made regular appearances at tracks, gosh, all over the place. I th- even think... If I'm not mistaken, Dale Earnhardt even made uh, a stop at one time or another down at uh, Lonesome Pine Raceway. It's a track. It's located not far from where I'm at. And, um, you know, that little thing, that little bit of history is being forgotten about there, that these guys were once a very tight-knit group, and they were racers in one week in, one week out. They were good friends, but, you know, nobody crossed them on anything because, you know, these were the drivers. You knew who they were. You didn't have to go and argue with them about things. If they, if you'd done somebody wrong on the track, you were going to definitely hear about it when you got into the pits about it. There wasn't going to be any fighting. It was going to be arguing about it, but that's what racing was. And that's what I feel like at times that racing has gotten away from. And it's something that we need to get back to. I think some of the fans clamor for it and they would like to have that back, but it's just not there right now. And I, I don't know when it's going, when, if ever it will ever come back, but we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah. We, we make a big deal about guys, uh, you know, the top uh, NASCAR guys, cup series guys. Uh, oh yeah. But he also races on a dirt track occasionally, or he'll race in the, mm-hmm. you know, one of the other series, those guys had to, because they needed the money. <laughs> That's right. The money wasn't like it is now. And, um, and, and they were out there uh, because they loved the sport and, and, and did, and did well, uh, certainly by their times, but yeah, they, 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 they made it possible for the guys of today to make the boatloads of money they make. Um, and, um, yeah, you just show them some respect. That's all they're asking. Yeah. These guys, these guys didn't race just once a week. They raced two, three, and four times a week. They would go on a circuit. I know Ralph Earnhardt was that way. Uh, some of the other guys that, uh, in the sport, Harry Gant was another one. Jack Ingram, those some of the names that really stand out. Gene Glover, uh, all these guys would race two and three times a week uh, at different locations, and they were looking for the top purse was what they were looking for, and that helped them either buy parts of what they needed. Very seldom did these guys get to go out and you know really celebrate unless it was a big win and there was a big paycheck at there at the end of it. Uh, but these guys, what did they do when they loaded up the truck and they started heading out? They said, well, if we won the race, 
are we going to stop and get a steak or something like that? No, it's pretty much one of these stories of let's stop by the store, get a loaf of bread and a slab of bologna. And that's what we're going to have for, for dinner, for our victory dinner for tonight, because you're cutting every corner that you can in order to survive and, and make ends meet till you can kind of supply that need of racing in, in your life. Now, I, I did have an uncle who was a pretty successful uh, drag racer regionally here uh, in Virginia, West Virginia. Um, now, he also owned his own business. So when he would win, um, we did get to go for steak dinner, actually. We, uh, I say we. Um, I was, uh, I, I guess they, 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 they would pretend like I was a member of the pit crew. I didn't do anything. I was just there. But um, uh, my uncle Bougie, that was his, that was his, uh, his nickname. Um, his, his real name was John, but John's a boring name. Bougie's a much better name. Much better. And, uh, he raced a roadster. And yeah, we would go to the Bonanza uh, in Waynesboro after, uh, if, if you won the race at Eastside Speedway down my way, up my right. way, I should say. And, um, but, uh, that was, that, that was fun, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, yeah, they, they, they did it for, for the love and, um, yeah, those guys also, they didn't have, they didn't have a garage crew doing all their work for them. Right. <laughs> they did their work. They had they to know did their, their own work. Yeah. yeah they paid for that other pockets. Yeah. That's like those old pictures you'll see of Richard Petty, Richard Petty crawled into the car itself and everybody would say, well, Petty has all this money. Petty had all these things. Well, yeah, they won money and so forth. And they had some talented people with Dale Inman, Maurice Petty and people like that. But when it came to the car and knowing what the car could do, Richard was just as involved as anybody else in, you know, the pit crew and stuff to know how that car operated. And, you know, so many of these guys that's in the sport today, um, owe their thanks more than anything else to uh petty enterprises to richard petty racing because for some of these guys they got their start there if it was being a tire changer uh if it was anything else fabrication anything so these guys moved on to other things and they realized that's where they made their money and that's where they they struggled a lot of them a lot of times you know petty especially struggled even up to the point before his retirement. And even after he said, we're going to continue the race team, they struggled at times. They had some, some victories in between there and I'm sure they celebrated really big, but again, it's, you got to do it out of love. You've got to do it out of dedication, a lot of support from people. And, you know, and that's where the fans come into it too. You've got to be one of these drivers that are just going to appeal to the fans and you can be Dale Earnhardt. People can hate you one minute, but then they're going to turn around and say, look, if you're comparing Dale Earnhardt today, if he was alive and if he was still racing to a Kevin Harvick, a Denny Hamlin, somebody like this, he'd have put them boys in the wall a long time ago and he'd have taught them a lesson and they wouldn't have crossed him. I think the only one that probably didn't learn his lesson out of it and probably to this day, he says he would probably – ram him again or he would pass him he'd get him loose or whatever's jeremy mayfield and jeremy mayfield's had a rough uh, rough go of it after being accused of uh, methamphetamines and so forth but i keep on reading that he's slowly but surely trying to make his way back into the sport of racing he's been doing some racing and some drag racing i think too but he's wanting to get back into it don't know if he ever will considering that uh, mountain he's got to climb to get back into it but uh, still, some of these guys, I think today, couldn't compare with some of the old racers from um, years ago. And Dave Marcus, oh man, what a name. Dave Marcus, man, didn't even have fire shoes. Didn't even have the shoes and stuff, insulated shoes. You know what he wore? 
wingtip shoes, oh, wingtip leather shoes. Here he had a fire suit on and everything, but he said, I can, I can race better. I, I don't heat up. I, they're some of the best shoes I can have. Wingtip shoes is what he had. And I, at least I can say to that right now, I can go back, look at some of my dad's stuff and my dad's clothes and things like that since he passed. And I can look and I say, wingtip shoes. Dad must have liked him real well, and Dave Marcus did too. So there must be some kind of connection with it. Good, good stuff. Well, that's good, good talk here. Hey, the championship four uh, will be determined this Sunday. The last three spots uh, on Sunday at Martinsville. The X Xfinity 500 starts at 2 o'clock. It's on NBC. And follow Augusta Free Press on Facebook because Rod here will be uh, leading our uh, coverage of that race live uh, right there on Facebook with live race updates. Uh, insight analysis and more and then of course we'll come back next week and talk about the race and get you ready for that championship race in uh, phoenix well rod as always thank you for your time and your insight appreciate it chris thanks